0: You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, the movies part of the Oz Network, coming to you today for a very, very special episode, an interview episode, one that we are so excited to bring you today. We are chatting... To Hollywood superstar Joey Slotnick, and this is this is so fun to be able to bring you in this interview because we talked about him on Twister. We're about to talk about him on Blast from the Past and Nip Tuck. He's connected to everything. You'll hear from him in this interview. Basically, it should be the six degrees of Joey Slotnick rather than the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so we'll get to that. But uh, my name is Ben, and I'm here to slot your Nick
1: And my name is Colin, and I know I have something on my forehead. <laughs>
0: That, that's funny, that's better than what I said uh, But no, this is, this is, this is a fun it, it seems like Twister is the cow, pardon the pun, that keeps on giving us milk uh, We've had the lovely yeah. ladies from the museum We've now got Joey Slotnick Our Helen Hunt interview is just around the corner, I feel it um, But this is either that or the, uh, the, the eight uh, lady with the coffees. Um, yeah, maybe. if Who, we could ever track it out. Who's, who's the biggest star? I don't know. But yes, in, seriously, this is fun. I, I really enjoyed this interview. I keep saying it's fun, it's great, but it, it literally was. I That's all I can really say about it because it's a good interview.
1: Yeah, and it, we talked so much off the air about, uh, and even mentioned to, you know, just before we started the interview, we mentioned to Joey about, you know, why we want to have him on the show and when we first started talking about what, Movies we want to cover, Blast from the Past was one of the first ones we wanted to do, and then was kind of Bill Paxton's death, where we're like, well, let's do Twister first. Then we're watching Twister, like, wait a second, the same guys in both, and you know, we're we're getting ready to do Nip Tuck coverage, and he's in Nip Tuck. I mean, he's just he's all over the place in everything we seem to be covering, so we had to get him on the show. And you know, I, I teased in the Twister episode about you know this great uh, thing that happened on the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn years ago, where they teased the surprise walk-on. And it took months for him to appear. And we get to talk to him about that surprise walk-on right at... The, so stay tuned all the way to the end of the interview. Because it it's absolutely hilarious. And I hope we could find some clip one day of this. But, yeah, we got a different answer from that than what I was expecting. But I also just want to say, we managed to deliver Joey Slotnick much sooner than our deadline of the fall that we set out there. <laughs> but, I mean, we get we get so much good stuff here. We get to talk about Blast from the Past. And, uh, you know, obviously, Twister... Uh, Nip Tuck Alias, one of my favorite shows uh, as well. One of the most interesting is Pirates of Silicon Valley. And, you know, much like when we had the Robert Dobby interview and he was talking about his prep for License to Kill. And uh, uh, in that case, it was Pablo Escobar and how he met Pablo Escobar after that. I mean, we get a story of Joey Slotnick, who played Steve Wozniak all the way back in the Pirates of Silicon Valley, the first actor to play him and the time he met Steve Wozniak after that. So we get a lot of great information here. It was a fantastic interview.
0: And we have wet your appetite so much, so much so that we're going to shut up and we're going to move forward so you can hear our chat, the Oz Network's interview with the one, the only, Mr. Joey Slotnick. It is a massive pleasure to be able to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network. People listening to us regularly, of course, would have remembered our recent episode we did on twister throughout that episode we talked up plenty of the actors in the film including our next guest joey slotnik who has been in so many fantastic films and tv shows over the years and we are just going to cover a small pocket of those throughout this chat right now because if we wanted to cover all, we would be here for the rest of the year and we don't know if joey's sadly available for the rest of that but joey slotnik is with us joey welcome to the oz <laughs> network
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. It's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And uh, we're just talking to you off air a little bit about kind of how this all came about. And as I I sort of mentioned to you that uh, Colin and I, we did our Twister recap. You sort of then came out the fact that we're about to cover Blast from the Past, Nip Tuck. And it's like, hang on a minute. This guy is in everything. We love Joey Slotnick. We've got to get him on the show. Is, is this just a common occurrence for you? This is what people say to you on a day to day basis Hey, you were in everything. Can we talk to you about it? <laughs>
2: well, my, the common occurrence is like, Where do I know you from? <laughs> and then I have to say, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe from the neighborhood, from the grocery store. No, are you on TV sometimes? <laughs> yes. Uh, what have I seen you on? And then, you know, so then I'll name a couple things and then they'll say, no <laughs> And you mentioned something else No And then I have to walk away Because it just It gets too frustrating Just because
0: Yeah you, you can't exactly Pull up your IMDB page And be like Well have you seen this Have you seen this
2: well, <laughs> I know I try and go over My, my recent things Or I'll say something like You know Did you just see me in this play Because I work in the theatre a lot here And um, It's always You know There's nothing better than Being recognised for being in a play Because You don't have a ton of people Going to see theatre But Those that do um, it's, it's nice. Anyway, but it's always nice to be recognized for, you know, for your work. It's exciting.
0: Well, it's actually interesting, too, because um, one of the the films that I watched uh, sort of even we haven't covered it on uh, the Oz Network yet, or just recently, hey, I'm going to rewatch this film I haven't seen in a while was A League of Their Own, uh, to which, of course, you have a very small role in that. And in doing research for this interview, I believe that was your very first actual film role uh, and that that was a big movie it was, it was. big cast of, of actors of course tom hanks madonna gina davis i mean how how do you go about landing that your first film role with such a huge cast and it turned out to be obviously quite a big film as well that must have been an experience
2: well i was living in chicago where, where i'm from and i was in chicago and i was you know i was waiting tables and um doing theater at night and uh this audition came up and 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 i had the you know, I I guess I had an, I did, I have an agent, I had an agent at the time in Chicago at the time, I think it's different now, but you could be with a bunch of different agencies. Now you have to, obviously you're with one agent, but back then you were with a bunch of different agencies. So I, so so somehow this audition came up as being this, you know, this very small part. so I went in to audition and the casting director this wonderful casting director named Ellen Lewis. It was one of her first jobs, I think. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I just, I read for it, and then I found out I got the gig, and and I worked on it for about a week, which was great, and Penny Marshall really dug me, and so she asked me to come back for another week, also with the other guy who kind of played like we were supposed to be brothers. Mm-hmm. So we both came back, but it was yeah, it was a great experience. I mean, come
0: on, yeah, definitely. I mean, you also got to be the uh, the screaming Rosie O'Donnell fan as well. I mean that um,
2: <laughs> that must go well in your
0: show, screaming at Rosie O'Donnell. An
2: exactly, <laughs> totally. Who gets that chance?
0: Well, exactly. I, I don't. I don't know if people are screaming at her now because they're fans or they're just angry at her. I mean, I, I really don't know what her reputation is in 2017 <laughs> now. But hey,
1: <laughs> now of course, yeah, uh, you know, we said we've been covering Twister. It feels like nonstop now. I, you now. We did the recap <laughs> of Twister. We talked to the curators of the Twister Museum in the real Wakita. Uh, so, I mean, oh, wow. Twister is just all over our show lately. And one of the things that I think we loved so much about Twister is that it wasn't just, you know, your big action male star. I mean, you had Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt who were more, you know, like, almost like traditional scientists. And then there was just this great crew of characters that were like these very realistic scientists and everything and when we started going through the crew it was like you and Jeremy Davies and Philip Seymour Hoffman and everything. I mean how did you get involved in Twister and how did you find making the movie and being able to play more a realistic character with a lot of personality.
2: Um I will tell you sorry the garbage truck just casting by in the park. Um <laughs> well that was another that was another thing. I was in I was living in LA so that was uh Nineteen ninety, I think Twister came out in ninety five. Is that correct?
0: Ninety six, I believe.
2: Yeah. So, oh, came out in ninety six. Okay, so this was okay. So this was nineteen ninety five, and I was in L A. and I was auditioning for a bunch of stuff, and this audition came up, and and I went in, and it was hilarious because the the side, you know, is when you go to an audition, you have parts of the script, pages of the script, and we call them we call them sides. I'm sure people know that. Anyway, so the sides were really random. It was just like you know, just random, tornado storm chasery y vernacular. Uh, it's touching down, and then you flip it through, other, like, three other pages, and then there's something like, it's you, you know, just ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> things to audition with, because you, you didn't do anything, really. You know, you just, like, read a line here or there, and it was pretty hilarious. And uh, I read for Jan de Bont, and, you know, he really liked me, and, and basically I was cast without really having a role. Um, so they just decided they were going to write me in to the script. So Is
1: that how you that's... ended up with your own name in the script?
2: <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, I'm Joey. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that was pretty funny.
2: Um, and it's funny, the same week that I was cast in that, I got cast in this uh, television program called The Single Guy. And mm. um, so it was, it, was, it was a very good week for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's how that happened. And then, you know, then I, I, I actually shot the pilot of a single guy. And I think the last we went like two or to two or three o'clock in the morning on that Friday. And then that next Saturday morning, I flew to uh, Oklahoma. Wow. And was there for, you know, Oklahoma and Iowa for four months. Wow.
1: And so, you know, just going back to what you're saying about how the, the character was kind of developed around you, was that kind of what was done with all those minor characters, and because it, it, it felt like everybody had personality. It's not like your typical disaster movie now where the characters are just matching a type. I mean, everybody, you had your moments but wanted to get struck by lightning. And then the, there's also just this hilarious thing that we pointed out in the movie about how when Bill Paxson shows up the first time and everybody has this big, you know, it's the extreme and all that, and then you just get like the, hey, Bill, or whatever. <laughs> Was this somewhere where they sort of piece together the characters on the fly? <laughs>
2: I mean, possibly, <laughs> possibly, um, one of my favorite directions from Jan de Bont was, um, so Jeremy and I are, you know, like driving, it felt like we were driving through for four months, but we were really only driving. I think there were like six weeks of us in cars. It was kind of crazy. And finally, the scene where we were finally out of cars was that big, uh, I think dinner table scene or lunch table scene at, um, mm-hmm. Lois Smith's character's house. So, um, but so we're driving, and, and uh, Jan's direction was uh, okay, so here we go now. It's a real big tornado. It's not real big, it's pretty big, and action. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so that, <laughs> that's what we had. And I mean, he was great, but it was like, oh my God, this is the direction that we have. This is what we have, uh, wow. what I get to do.
0: <laughs> wow. It was pretty funny. I, I just I just go back to it, Colin was the line, with just the, the hey, Bill line. Like, I that, it just almost felt like, you know, you're just saying hi to Bill Paxton, and it, it, the camera just happened to be rolling at the same time. Like, yeah. <laughs> here you are playing Joey, he's playing Bill. Like, it was just a natural reaction by you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if it looks real, that's good. That's, that's, that's the hard part, is <laughs> making it all look... Believable,
0: and, and one of the, the you're mentioning about, obviously the uh, the dinner scene, Lois Smith's, uh, you know, Aunt Meg's house. Uh, I mean, I have to, I have to say it, Joey. One of my favourite lines, I think, just in your entire movie career, is you sitting at the table and basically saying, "I want to get struck by lightning once, just to see what it's like." Now, considering you're almost <laughs> playing yourself in this movie, have you happened to get struck by lightning, and how does it feel?
2: I have not been struck by lightning. Damn, I would imagine it would be a tad painful (laughs) but i think i'm wondering i I imagine that line was in the script it it had to be
0: oh it wasn't ad-libbed it wasn't just like oh this is what i want to say
2: (laughs) i don't think so i mean maybe i don't know i'd like to give myself more credit for it but i I don't (laughs)
1: think so you know with uh the passing of bill paxton recently i mean that's what kind of brought on us you know doing twister which really pushed us covering blast from the past which we're going to get to soon but uh in talking with like even the the people from Wakita last week on the show, uh, there just seems to be this huge outpouring of love for Bill Paxton and everything. And I don't know if you have any stories of him on the set, or did you have a lot of interactions with him in the years past, or in the years since?
2: You know, not really since the years. I mean, I would, I can't even remember the last time I saw him. You know, we had a, a real, he was a great guy. He was a great guy. He was so down to earth and real, and made everyone feel really comfortable i think uh you know i think there was there was a little bit of tension on the set at some points because it was it was really hot it was really um you know it was a it was a very tough shoot, so I think everyone got a little bit like heated at some points, but he was great we hung out um yeah, i mean it was really you know it was really fun. I wish I remember the last time that we'd we'd hung out, but it be, it'd been a while it'd been a while you know and and he it, it feels like he went on to such. You know, he, he made some really wonderful films after that. You know, I mean, uh, well, wait a minute. I think, I I want to say that Apollo 13 may have come out. Maybe he shot that the year before mm-hmm. Twister. So I think it came out maybe. And so I think we all went to see that, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I think all of us like piled into a movie theater somewhere in in Oklahoma or something and went and saw it. I think that's unless my mind is already gone but I think (laughs) that could be true
1: well it's, it's actually that would be the right timeline yeah yeah
0: yeah, it's around about then. Yeah. And it's funny you mention Apollo 13 because I had this really warped question, Joey, and I feel like it's almost appropriate now that I can actually ask this question because... Is it the Kevin Bacon question? It's ve- Well, it's similar. It's on that page because, obviously, the three main stars of Apollo 13, Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, and Tom Hanks, you've been in movies well, with yeah, each I've of them. I've worked with all of You're them. So, I was thinking, did you, after Hollow Man, did you sit down and think, wow, there we go, Bucket List, I've worked with all three from Apollo 13, or you just <laughs> realised that now, basically basically <laughs> uh,
2: I'm just realizing that now. Thanks to you guys. Well, there you go. I mean, if, You're you know, if it wasn't for the show, I w- that would have, <laughs> I would have never, never even realized that. That's really funny. So maybe it should be six degrees of, of sloping. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> that's more appropriate as we're going back to a saying, like you've basically I mean, in everything we're covering. So, Hey, we're, we can replace that if you want. <laughs>
2: that's so funny. That is so funny. I've run into Tom Hanks a number of times. Um, since a league of their own, and he's always so nice and like, hey, you know, how are you? And just really, like a good, a good guy. So that's kind of anyway. That's neither neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> well, hey, we're always down for Tom Hanks stories. Why not?
2: <laughs> My daughter is not wanting to nap. That's. Is that Tom Hanks to just joining us in the background? Or? <laughs> yeah, Tom Hanks is crying in his in his. Uh, <laughs> in his stroller right now <laughs> trying to calm him down
1: you know i mean trying you kind of said how when people do approach you it's like you know i know you from that thing and everything and uh I, I obviously i had some recognition from twister and everything you know throughout the 90s and then the one that really stuck out for me where i think i noticed like okay i'm gonna remember this guy as we mentioned it several times was blast from the past and uh i'm a huge brendan Fraser fan and when that movie came out it just seemed like such a cool premise and that was probably, at least of the ones we're talking about here, I mean, the biggest role you had up until that point. Um, the character you played, though, is wildly different from <laughs> the other ones you played. You're essentially just yeah, I know, crazy right? a crazy cult with the tattoo. So uh, what was it like getting that character and like, how much of that character was on the page, like you said, with Twister, you know, versus how much did you kind of go into it saying, I want to mold this, I want the tattoo on my forehead, or I want to have the crazy hobo hair? <laughs>
2: Well, I think that was, I mean, I, I worked with the, the amazing uh, Ben Nye Jr., who was uh, the makeup artist. And um, I, I mean, the, the, the prosthetics and the stuff that they made for me was incredible. I mean, I just, it looked amazing. And it was four hours, four four wow. four and a half hours of, of makeup. So there were actually two days where uh, we got to the set. So, you know, shooting started at, let's say, 7 a.m. So I would get there at 3 a.m with the makeup and hair people and, you know, sit in the chair for about four hours. And there were a couple of times when the director was, was sick. And so, you know, I'm, they'll, they just did, you know, like two and a half, three hours worth of makeup. And then the PA comes in and says, I'm so sorry, you guys, but you know, our director is ill and, and we won't be shooting today. So <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, I felt bad for like, for the makeup and hair people because <laughs> it was like four hours to put it on and like an hour to take everything off but that that I mean I, a lot of that stuff was on the page but you know then a lot of it is my my take on it and my my um, you know sense of humor I think my characterization
0: Listed as Soda Jerk as your character I like the fact that that's what it's called uh, When you sort of look that up But um, I mean his
2: character Yeah exactly Soda Jerk
0: Yeah well he starts off working in a diner Obviously going through the years Ends up as a cult leader I I believe Joey you actually worked In a diner in Chicago for a while So did that kind of help you in those early scenes When you're basically playing this young diner (laughs) attendant That eventually would turn into this
2: cult guy (laughs) Um. Probably subconsciously, <laughs> yeah. I worked at this place called Boogie's Diner, um, and uh, my dad also used to work at a place in Chicago, long gone, uh, a, a, a diner or a, a, a soda farm called Cal Tui. It was called Cal Tui. Um and he was a soda jerk. So I thought I was able to, you know, channel a little bit of that. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I haven't seen all those movies in
1: such a long time.
0: We're really bringing back these memories for you. This is a blast from the past, right now, for you, Joe.
1: <laughs> it really is. You know what we need to do? We need to get you on to cover the movie with there us. You Re-watch go. it. We'll do a commentary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I think we should watch it probably in Australia.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Colin's never been here either. So, look, we'll fly you out. We'll stretch the budget okay. and um, we'll get you Colin, here. Oh, fantastic. We'll...
2: <laughs> fantastic.
0: Bring, bring Tom I mean... Hanks. Bring Kevin Bacon. We'll get an Apollo 13 reunion sure, going I'll as well. Somebody. Why not? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Great. Now, the majority of the scenes you had in Blast from the Past, you know, were just sort of like with your followers, I guess, and then... Brendan Fraser would pop up out of the elevator, Sissy Spacek would pop out of the elevator, Christopher Walken, you know, and finally at the end of the movie, y- you get to do these scenes with all of them. Like, was, was that like a really great experience, or do you, uh, do you have any uh, memories of working with, like, Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek and Brendan Fraser? Uh,
2: I mean, it was really fun. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I think there was a point where Walken was great. Um, and he... Uh, oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. There were points where the scenes were a lot longer you know i mean like he could he and i could hold a pause when he's looking at my forehead <laughs> with the tattoo and there were some other i think we even improvised a little bit in there too but it was really it was definitely fun to work with them during that it was such an odd you know it was such an odd little movie um that it, it was it was very unique it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of, I think I worked, I don't know, maybe
0: I worked three weeks on it, something like that. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, you were talking about like such a, it was a unique film of it, and I mean, I, I actually had a conversation with my dad sort of in the lead up to say that I was doing this interview, and I was kind of mentioning, like, you know, this is what he's been in, started talking about Blast from the past, and as soon as I started just saying, like, oh, he was in Blast from the past, he straight away was like, was he the crazy cult guy with the tattoo on his head? I know who you're talking about, so <laughs> there you go. There's one that uh, perhaps people in Australia know you best for. <laughs> So if you if you come here and we do cover it in Australia, you're just going to be you're going to be mobbed. Hey, it's a crazy cult guy with a tattoo on his head.
2: I don't know if a lot of people recognize me from that. I mean, maybe maybe a few. Mm,
0: it's an Australian thing. But we, we we just got it released in cinemas apparently, so maybe that's why.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or bothered. maybe if you ever grow your hair out or something yes. like that, <laughs> yeah, grow beard, then the recognition will come. Exactly. <laughs> Step
0: off the plane with the hair. And
2: it's when I did I did an episode of a show here, uh, J.K. Simmons starred in. And I had a tattoo on my face Basically a spider tattoo on my face <laughs> I thought, oh wow I'm the guy who puts tattoos on their faces You've been typecast roles on films and yeah.
0: We'll work for tattoos on faces for roles That's that's kind of the Joey Slotnick way Exactly uh, <laughs> Now we, we've got a couple of TV shows That we want to talk to you about That you've been involved in But what, just really quickly uh, we, we brought up Kevin Bacon Obviously you're in Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon I'm a huge Kevin Bacon fan, Joey, but the one thing I need to ask you about him, what was it like being killed by Kevin Bacon? Because um, you did get kind of killed by him in Hollow Man.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was, you know, it's funny. When we were on the set, we had, um, he had to wear some ridiculous outfits because of all the special effects. And there's one, (laughs) there's one very funny. I think I have it on, you guys can check it out, I have a, a website which i i probably have to update but it's like it's it's on there's a, there's a clip on there of so t- so kevin is in this hilarious like head-to-toe green leotard skin-tight green leotard with uh a green like makeup on his face and you know kind of running around when the director is showing me uh, how he wants me killed how he wants me to die with the you know that it's like the, the crowbar goes through my chest and then out the back, and <laughs> it's very funny. And so I think a clip of that video is on my website.
0: Wow, we we, we need to we need to, we need to share that. I I need to see how that transition goes, particularly with it's, Kevin Bacon running really around in funny. green suits.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can kind of see him in the background. It's very funny, and he's kind of looking at the camera like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's it's very funny. <laughs> um, I think it's like Joey Dash maybe. Joey I think that's how often I go to it. Uh,
0: clearly, I was going to say, you, obviously it's something that you shipped on. Your, it's on your business card that you hand out.
2: It's um, <laughs> my website. I can't remember what it actually um, is, but, but it's there. I think <laughs> this, but there's a little clip there uh, from hollow man. I think it's like behind the scenes, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, he, yeah, it was great to work with Kevin.
1: You, uh, you mentioned being able to be killed by Kevin Bacon. And uh, one of the shows, uh, my, one of my all time favorite shows is alias. And you had you know a, a pretty good arc on Alias in the first season, and yeah,
2: that's right. One
1: of the one of the biggest arguments I had with my brother because we were both big fans of Alias and big fans of Twenty Four. He was a bigger fan of Twenty Four. I was a bigger fan of Alias. And the argument would be, you know, which character is more dangerous? He would say Jack Bauer. I would say Jack Bristow, Victor Garber's character from Alias.
2: And uh-huh, you had the uh-huh. privilege of
1: being. Brutally tortured and killed. Well, yeah, with like by, a head vice or something, right? Yeah, exactly. By Jack Briscoe. And your performance of that is so believable. Like, I honestly was wondering, I'm like, is this some crazy, like, did director say, like, really clamp down hard on the guy? Like, like was that just amazing acting skills or was it really painful?
2: It was a real, he, they really used to clamp and clamp and squirrels my head. No, I think it was my <laughs> acting chops. I really think it was just. I think I had to ask myself, well, let's see, how painful would this be? And if I was in this situation, what would it sound like? And, you know, I screamed my little head off, I think.
1: (laughs) And that scene helped me win many arguments as my brother tried to say, well, this is what Jack Bauer did. I'm like, hey, look at what he did to Joey Slotnick. Seriously.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, well, Colin's mentioning Alias as one of his favorite TV shows of all time. One of my favorite TV shows of all time, when we're actually about to cover it here on the Oz Network, is Nip Tuck. And... You you played the fantastic Meryl Bobbit, just one of my favourite characters in the entire series. Um, I could go over the many events that happened to your character through killing a prize-winning poodle and giving it mouth-to-mouth right through to having your anus <laughs> repaired and trying to kill the guy who hurt your anus in prison. Uh, this must
2: have been a very oh, interesting yeah. wow, character to play. I, I don't remember that one, but thank you. <laughs> well, I
0: thought you might want to relive that one. I think you, we got to see your butt on an episode too, so you know it's it's, it's all about oh, your butt right now good. joey
2: <laughs> oh you're really bringing up some wonderful memories it was great <clears throat> it was a blast i mean that was a character that i i read on this uh, on the page and i thought okay this guy it would be a, a blast to play and you know discover and it was it was really fun i mean also i think that series certainly in that first year it was very new and very kind of cutting edge i think really well written and yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to be a part of that. It was fun to be a part of that kind of this whole new genre or this pack of characters. It was a good time. I mean there's nothing better than playing a, a real jerky, you know, guy who's completely full of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's that's, that's just fun Well, well it's, it's
0: interesting Kind of with that too Because obviously You know You you get to hang out With beautiful women You know You're obviously playing As you said This this sort of Bit of a jerk You know I mean he's literally Trading a car For a woman um, You know And he ends mm-hmm. up Performing botch surgeries In the back of a nail salon And trying to Cut off Christian Chory's Face with a scalpel Before trying to Cut your own face off I mean this sort of stuff Like <laughs> I mean what was it like Working with Ryan Murphy Because I mean Ryan Murphy to me Just everything he seen to create just turns to gold and i could imagine just reading the scripts that you know him and the writers are coming up with as you were saying just like the character and just the, the plot lines of this show that must have been an absolute blast
2: yeah it was it was great i mean I, I i can't i look forward to working with him again um but yeah it was really it was really fun i mean every every twist and turn so i think i did i don't know maybe I did five or six episodes over the course of two or three seasons so They would have me back. The thing is, the the only bummer is that I don't know whatever happened to him, Mm. whatever happened to Boblin. I think he got out of prison, but I don't know. They didn't really end it. They didn't really... I don't think there was, like, an ending for for him. Well, it
0: seemed... I mean, yeah, it kind of... I don't think. when When they transitioned to Los Angeles and they left Miami... It I, mean, I guess it kind of didn't relieve really that door open, but yeah, I I kind of was disappointing. I feel how they didn't really give it closure because you had that great scene where you know you're trying to kill. Um, Ed- I think his name was Edgardo, the the, the really bad drug lord basically, who had been, you were his bitch, essentially, in prison. And, I mean, sort of, we didn't get that extra bit after it because it was always great when you kept getting brought back because it was almost like they were trying to just see what other shit can we give this guy? Like, he has gone from being, like, this guy. But (laughs) every time you got brought back into it, it's like, we're just going to make his life worse. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll, they'll bring him back some
0: point if they ever do the read the reboot they bring it back for some, sort of a reunion or something they do that with all shows now so hey you never exactly. know
2: exactly <laughs> yeah exactly wait what show is coming back some shows oh uh will and grace is coming back yes um i think there's another show that's coming back too which is so funny to me have
0: you have you lined it's up a role in will and grace so far yet yeah, joey is, is will and grace on the horizon <laughs> <laughs>
2: not yet
1: no <laughs> Now, just really quickly I want to touch on one movie, you know, that goes all the way back to the early days of uh your career. Something that I think maybe wasn't like a huge deal at the time, but because of the characters in it becoming so big in the years since the Pirates of Silicon Valley and you got to play Steve Wozniak oh, yeah. and and that's probably a pretty big deal now when you consider that there have been at least three or four other you know, huge actors that have played Steve Wozniak since. You know, back in those days was there um uh, like, were you very aware of uh, what a big deal this was, or was it something where you know people he wasn't really as much on people's radar? You know, uh, and did you ever get to meet him before playing him as a character?
2: I never. Well, I, it was not you know Apple then. I mean, when we did Pirates of Silicon Valley, what was that? Was like '97? That was before everything. You know, that was before that was just as Jobs I think came back to Apple. So that was you know that was pre pre Mac. It was pre. Uh, iPod, it was pre iPhone, you know, it, it was all that. So I don't think a lot of people knew Waz. I think mm-hmm. people in the industry and the diehards knew him. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I was as familiar with him, and I was a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> was. Um, <laughs> still am. But uh, so it, it, it was, you know, it was a really fun script. Uh, Noah and I did tons and tons and tons of research. And we really built our relationship around a lot of the stuff that was obviously in the script, but a lot of the stuff that we had read. And, and Martin um, Burke, our director was really great and open, you know? So we had been reading a story about it and said, you know, these guys were really, let's say in this state of mind, or uh, it kind of went down this way. And so we, we were able to touch with it a little bit. And we, I mean, that was a great, great thing to work on. I, I never, I didn't, I didn't meet Woz until after the movie. Mm. Um and what I did was I I I heard his voice a little bit. Not that I was doing an impersonation, but I just wanted to hear that a little bit and you know, obviously some photographs, but it was certainly I mean, you didn't get on the internet and do all your research then.
1: Mm. <laughs> you know,
2: mm. it wasn't um you just kind of went to the library and you went to the bookstore and and uh um, heard of those. So I got to <laughs> I got yeah, exactly. There's a couple of them left. Yep, yep. So I got to meet Waz afterwards and it was really fun. We met actually at the um LAX, that really funky airport or airport restaurant right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met there and, you know, he played a couple of practical jokes on me and he actually came with Andy oh god, I forget Andy's last name, the guy who literally built the first Mac. First Macintosh. Wow. And, and that and that was really fun. Um and you know, Woz and I I mean, we'll email each other to this day, which is great. Wow. You know he's a really he's a really good guy but but he's gotten i think a lot more i mean the only other show i saw was when was the film that uh when Seth played him seth Rogen. and he was i thought mm-hmm. it was terrific um and it's a you know i mean it's a great i really like that film but the story that we told was a very different one i mean obviously um waz was was, and, you know, certainly jobs was jobs, but it was way before any of the, you know, any of the stuff that, that has happened since.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah And what, one one thing uh, That I'm not sure If some of our listeners uh, Who maybe have followed Your career Obviously probably Would know this little fact I found this very interesting In sort of researching For this interview Though uh, Joey Was the fact that You actually Through a lot of your Theatre work And then kind of uh, When you were Going through Some of your early roles Were, were a roommate Of none other than David Schwimmer uh, And I believe Just around about the time He landed the role Of Ross on Friends I mean what What was this like In those days When you're, you're Roommating with a guy Who's basically Going on to then Star on one of the, if not the biggest TV show of the '90s.
2: Well, we're we're part of the same theater company in Chicago called Looking Glass, and we met at in Chicago at you know Looking Glass was started in 1988. After all those guys graduated from Northwestern, I moved back to Chicago in 1990, and I met up with them, um kind of befriended them, and started doing theater with them. So I was doing theater around town. And Shum and I just kind of became fast friends. And um, we did a play called um, The Master and Margarita. At, uh, it was a Looking Glass production, but we actually did it in the Steppenwolf. They just opened this new theater and they had like a studio space. So we were the first company to kind of occupy that. Anyway, um, and he had just, he, he, we did the play and then he went out to LA to shoot the pilot of Friends. And in the fall of that year, I'd been out to LA, you know, the first time for about 11 months and nothing really happened. And I was back in Chicago and I was doing some more theater and Schwim said, you know, you should come out. And and we were actually living together. We were roommates in Chicago doing this play. And then he said, why don't you come to LA? You can, you know, I've, you can stay in my apartment and he had a, uh, his roommate had moved out. And so I, I came to um, LA the fall of 94, like October. And then he just started doing friends. And so we were living together when when he was doing that show which was pretty funny so i would go to the tapings you know on friday nights um one of um jennifer aniston's best friends uh on andrea bendewald who's a wonderful person and actor uh she and i hung out a lot because we didn't have jobs we would like (laughs) look for jobs during the day you know acting jobs waiting table jobs whatever and then we would go and we'd watch you know we'd go to the tapings and we all hung out together. It was pretty it was pretty wild.
0: And meanwhile he's going on to be this mega star and you're just going, Oh, damn that swim like you know, I remember back in these days and now he's one of the most recognizable stars in the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know, the best part is that he's still one of my dearest, closest, best friends, and he has not changed. Great. You know, I and mean, he's just a, a really, really wonderful, generous, uh, human guy. He's he's wonderful and really talented and great actor and a great director and writer and He's just a good, you know, a good person, and um, that's that hasn't changed. Um, and and coincidentally and ironically enough, the second year of Friends, I got I was on a show called The Single Guy, and so that was actually uh, on between Friends and Seinfeld, and I did that show for mm. two years, and that's so that's kind of
1: random wow. also. Now um, I've got something i think that's going to be the most random <laughs> and obscure reference from your career that you'll ever receive and we did mention this all the way back uh-huh. on the twister episode when we were talking about you and i've been a huge fan of late night talk shows ever since i was a kid watching arsenio hall and my one of my favorite ones uh, that didn't last that long was the late late show with craig Kilborn. and i remember uh-huh. he spent an entire summer where almost every single night he would just come out and say sometime between now and the fall, we will have a surprise walk-on from Joey Slotnick. And it was teased every single night. And then it was literally months later I was I was watching and It actually got me tuning in more frequently. I'm like, I wonder when this is gonna happen. <laughs> and all of a sudden one night he's like, ladies and gentlemen, it's a surprise walk-on from Joey Slotnick. <laughs> it, it honestly was one of the funniest things I had ever seen in like a brilliant uh, you know, uh, marketing scheme or whatever you want to call it. Do you, uh, like, but, I, I, I've always wondered, was that something where it was done as a favor to him? You, were you friends with him? Was there a lot of planning wait, put did into I, this? D-
2: did I come on the show? Did I go on the you show? You did,
1: yeah. You, you appeared, I think, in, like, September after about a two or three month tease.
2: <laughs> well, I don't think I knew anything about it, to be honest. I think I just heard <laughs> that that was happening somehow. But also, I think the first time I met him was when he was doing The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And I did an episode of The Daily Show when he, when he was the host. Um, so I did that. So maybe that's how it, ha- I don't know, but I, I think i heard about that. And I thought, I'm sure I thought at first, what the hell, <laughs> like, what is it, what is he doing? I have no idea. And you know what? Honestly, guys, that's hilarious that I even went on the show. I don't remember that was in, I, I mean, he did it in LA, I think mm. the late, late show. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. God,
2: what did that's... I do? I should probably try and find that because <laughs> I don't I remember tried-
1: that. I tried to find the clip, and I, I wish I could find that clip. And I've been digging for it even this afternoon. I dug for it a couple weeks ago when we talked about Twister. Been digging for it now, and it just doesn't seem to be there. But it was—it was so memorable because it was this month-long build-up, and you've just made it that much greater for me. You know, knowing that you weren't even necessarily a part of it, that you just—you know—came about in the end. It's like, well, you know I what? Was, I'll do the surprise walk-off.
2: I was not a part of it at all. And in fact, it, it, what's really sad is that I've done very few. Uh, late night talk shows, and so the fact that I can't remember that I walked on one of them is really sad. It maybe, was we can, just... we can, maybe that's dad brain. Or I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a walk-on, too, like this month-long build-up. You came out and the crowd was going nuts because he'd been teasing it for months, and you basically waved, and I don't remember if you sat down or not, but I remember no words were exchanged and you walked out and he was just like, ladies and gentlemen, that was your surprise <laughs> walk-on. It was, it was such a great moment. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think part of me thought like, well, it sounds like he's just making fun of me, you know? I think part of it maybe was that. So I think I was probably maybe a little angry about it, about it maybe, but I don't even remember it. I mean, if you didn't bring that up, I would have not have gone home and say, wait a minute. <laughs> Well,
0: I'd like to know that in um, five or ten years' time when Colin and I are hosting a late-night show uh, that you might be like, hey, were you on a podcast with us a few years ago? I can't quite remember. Uh, You might might have done an interview with us, not too sure. Uh, Now, Joey, just before we let you go, uh, anything on the horizon? What's going on with you right now? You got any any films, TV shows? You're working in the theatre at the moment? What's going on in the life of Joey Slotnick as we speak? Well,
2: I just... I just filmed, uh, finished doing this Broadway show called The Front Page, but that ended in January, end of January. That was a wonderful play, um, like a, a revival, that had uh, Nathan Lane and John Slattery and John Goodman, and it was a blast. We did that on Broadway, and <clears throat> then I think I'm, I'm hopefully going to do a play in the fall, um, and I did a film called Humor Me, which is really, I think, very funny, but um, written and directed by a guy named uh, Sam Hoffman, uh, but I don't know when it's going to come out yet. It was an indie film. It stars Jermaine Clement and, um, oh, God, the other wonderful old actor who actually played Schwim's dad on Friends, uh, Elliot Gould. So it stars the two of them, mm. and I have this very fun role, but I don't know when it's going to come out.
0: Right. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Sounds, sounds good. We've got a whole bunch of people in that one there, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye out for it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what's happening, you know, and, Taking care of a nine-month-old. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you're still quite busy, then, Joey.
2: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it sounds like I've always I always like to be busier. Yes. Okay. But, but yeah.
0: Right. Well, we need to get you on that plane to Australia. Maybe you can you can crack the Australian market while you're out here. Whilst we're coming out, you get you watch blast from the past and digging up Craig Kilborn tapes.
2: That would be great because it seems like a lot of Australians have have cracked the American market. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe we need to do a little reciprocation.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, because you were obviously alongside Julian McMahon and Nip Tuck, so you can get into some leading role here in Australia, and then he can be trying to cut off your face and passing off and getting his anus repaired. That kind of sounds like a fair deal.
2: <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that that's an interesting image. Joey, it has been an absolute pleasure uh so much fun chatting to you about everything and absolutely on the bucket list we'll stretch the Oz network budget and we'll get you Tom and Kevin out here with Colin and we'll share some popcorn while watching Blast from the Past but appreciate your time mate. Best of luck with everything going forward and thank you for joining us on the Oz network.
2: Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.
1: And that was Hollywood actor Joey Slotnick, star of theater, film, television, and everything the Oz Network seems to talk about. <laughs> and uh, as we said going into this, you know, he was one of the first actors we we said you know we want to get on here uh, in the last little while. And uh, it was great to talk with him, and uh, we really appreciate him taking the time to do this. As he was trying to put his daughter to sleep, something that you know <laughs> we were mentioning off the air to him. I'm very familiar with. You know, my wife took my. 11-month-old, he has a 9-month-old, my wife took my 11-month-old out for a walk, just like he was doing, <laughs> because I thought this interview was an hour later, and I'm like, oh, he's not going to be napping now, so <laughs> I was uh, right with him on that, and uh, yeah, it was a fantastic chat, and uh, great to put another uh, cap on our Twister coverage of this year, I guess.
0: And, and meanwhile, I'm here at 4.30 in the morning doing the opposite, trying not to wake my father up, so um, that's <laughs> that's how I roll. Yes, though, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and I mean... It's interesting because when, I guess when we decided to kind of branch off from what we previously had covered to doing this new podcast, uh, you know, we'd always talked about we could do interviews with random people, this, that, and everything else. I mean, of course, we would love to be able to say, here's our Helen Hunt interview. You know, here's our Tom Hanks interview, Uh, you know, David Schumer. Hey, look, you know, Joey could hook us up. Who knows? But, like, we also didn't want to just necessarily go after the big fish. Not saying Joey Slotnik's not a big fish, but, like, we also wanted to chat to these people who are those faces that you, like, you see in movies and TV shows. And you're instantly one of those people like, hey, what's he from? And out comes the phone, there's IMDB, bam, he's in Twister, bam, he's in Blast from the Past, bam, he's like in everything, you know, so that's what we wanted to do. And I guess if you had have said to us uh two months ago, months ago even, you know, hey, within this short amount of time, you will be covering Twister, you will be speaking to ladies who run the Twister Museum, and you will be interviewing, an, you know, one of the main actors from the movie – I would have been a very happy man, because this is a movie that I've loved my entire life, and 21 years later, it's still getting talked about. So, um, it's been fun, and I seriously, right now, just want to just keep getting... Well, let's get the entire cast of Twister. Hell, Lois Smith, I know you
1: love yeah. her. Uh, <laughs> we can look at <laughs> Aunt Meg. Um, you know, Alan Ruck, we've... Yeah, we've we've contacted. We're hoping to get Alan Ruck pretty soon, that's, fingers um, crossed.
0: Yes, that would be pretty awesome Let's... to get Alan Rock, because Ferris Bueller is one of my favorite films of all time, too. So, you know, I don't know what I'd be talking to him more about Twister or Ferris Bueller.
1: Twister is the movie that keeps on giving, and Joey Slotnick is officially the actor that keeps on giving because we have more coming up. We're going to be doing Blast from the Past very soon. And the great thing about this is we can tell you, you know, if you haven't seen Blast from the Past, if you're like Joey and you haven't seen Blast from the Past in Come years, join us and watch go it back in Australia? In-
0: Right, we'll, exactly. We'll create a massive screening. We're
1: all going to be, <laughs> we're going to be flying out there and renting a theater. Come to my house, streaming blast, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean you can watch it now, and then you know we'll be covering it very soon. Uh, ben, I know you and Nick are going to be starting some Nip Tuck coverage. So I mean, we got so much uh, good stuff coming. Uh, all of it has Joey Slotnick in, <laughs> and as we're also covering you know other things, we expect he'll be showing up on Celebrity Survivor soon, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anything else we may be talking about in the future.
0: Yes, uh, we are soon to rename ourselves the Joey Slotnick Network. Uh, coming soon yeah. to <laughs> iTunes. Uh, you're very excited to be doing NipTuck. Tuck. Uh, you literally. Literally, we started this project and there were kind of the four main people that were coming from Survivor Oz into this uh, this network. You've only heard two of us. <laughs> Noah, who you would be familiar with, of course, on 007 as well. He is literally off in Europe, just not giving a shit about us. So, fuck you, Noah. Uh, but then you've also got Nick, our New Zealand friend across the dotch. Uh, but, yes, he will be joining me for for Nip Tuck, which I'm very excited about. I'm trying to get Colin to watch it, which hopefully maybe with doing these episodes, he'll watch it. You at home, maybe you've never seen Nip Tuck, or perhaps it's been sitting on the shelf for a while. You haven't watched it in a long time. But, uh, yes, sort of as Colin mentioned too, yes, watch Blast on the Past. We're giving you time to try and watch these in between our recaps, people. That's what we're trying to say. So, um, sadly, we didn't give you enough time, I feel, for Joey Slightly to watch his entire filmography. But, uh, remember, he has been in everything you have ever seen anyway. So, uh, you're you're well covered.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, make sure that you continue to follow us because... You know, often when we get these interviews, we may be able to give you a chance to get some questions in beforehand. You know, we didn't have enough time this time, as Ben says, is four in the four thirty in the morning for him. <laughs> but uh, you know, keep tuning in because uh, we may have more coming up and you may be able to participate and continue to join the four thousand four hundred and fifty-six likes on Facebook of the Oz Network as we continue to grow. So if you're not one of those four thousand four hundred and fifty-six, like us there and follow us on Twitter. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, I am Colin, and my head is now in a vice.
0: And my name is Ben. And was I also on Craig Kilborn? Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.